This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, Sacramento, Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 60. My name's Turner Sparks. I am Mr. Kaplan. You can find me at Turner B. Sparks on Twitter. You can find Kaplan at K-A-P, Cap, in America on the podcast. Today, Cap, we have Jocelyn Chia, comedian Jocelyn Chia. Jocelyn, born in America, grew up in Singapore. We're going to learn all about Singapore. For the 60th episode. For the 60th episode? Why not find out about Singapore? It's about time we got to Singapore. We're going like country by country. We're going to conquer the world. We're doing it all. And once we hit 193, I know what we do next. She is a comedian here in New York City. I know she's a very successful stand-up comedian. She does TV. She does all the big clubs. Yeah. She's also... She's I'm huge going, in Allentown. She's huge in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I'm going to Singapore to do comedy in late January, so maybe we can find out. I've been there before, a few years ago, but I'm going back. And we're also... Her and I are going to be on the same show, Crossing... Crossing paths in Thailand. Oh, it's a great place to, to run into an old friend. Exactly. Well, a new friend. A new friend. Well, yeah. she'll be an old friend then. She'll, by that point, she'll be an old friend. Oh, and the last thing, uh, December 20th, she's going to do our show at the New York Comedy Club, the Kung Fu Comedy Show with Joe Schaefer, Gus Tate, the whole right. crew. Which I will not be there because by then I'll be so ashamed of my live podcast performance at all. Live uh, podcast <laughs> left tonight! Out. It is tonight, people. Tomorrow night. Yes, wait, tomorrow night. Oh, wait, it's wait, tomorrow wait, night. Wait. No, 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 keep going. It's tomorrow, it's tomorrow night. All right, I have, I have one day left. One day left. November 30th. You guys have time to buy tickets. Stand Up New York. Go to StandUpNewYork.com. Get your tickets. Tickets are actually, there's a lot. They're selling a, a ton of tickets. They're selling so, like hotcakes. It's going to be a full house. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say right now, the rest of this podcast, I'm going to turn it off. I don't want to build. I, I'm just going to be not funny because I don't want to build expectations. Okay, that's a, that's a, I, forgivable. I anybody who's listening this week, I want them to go into the live being like, "Why did I buy tickets for this? This guy's not funny at all." Here's the other thing. I, I feel I like we put together like 25, 30 good shows in a row. Yeah, it's time to have a night off. Yeah, this one will be the night off. I this don't want the live one to be off. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So yeah I'm yeah, gonna. I'm like gonna get a DNP. I'm Joel and B tonight. My <laughs> knees are a little. You're not even gonna suit up. I'm not even suiting up. I'm gonna do. Well, the problem is you can take a night off in the studio because there's no pressure, there's no audience, but you can't yeah. take a night off in front of a live audience. I can't, right. Plus, half these people at the show are going to be our fans. Half of them are going to be confused tourists <laughs> who got called in from Times do Square. Do you like comedy? These comedy clubs send people out to Times Square, 
and then they yell. They're like, "Hey, Louis, like Louis C.K. Uh, 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 David." L- Are they going to be expecting me to whip out my dick? <laughs> yeah, they're all going to be on tonight. And then they get there and they see us. Oh shit! All right, I got to start practicing. So <laughs> my left hand move. But wait, okay. So oh, also, uh huh. Are you are you growing a mustache? What do you mean? Well, we're up last week. I we just got shaved. Twenty five hundred downloads. Oh, do we have a bell that goes off for that? Ding 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 <laughs> ding 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 ding. We were said when we got to fifteen hundred, you would grow a mustache. Yeah. So last, now, that's we, more we blasted map. past it. Yeah, we didn't we even sh- stop at fifteen hundred. We didn't rest at two thousand. We went from like thirteen hundred to twenty five hundred. Wow. We're blasting. How did that happen? Up. I don't uh, know. Uh, the thing's catching on. Can I have like an independent uh, auditing firm look at those numbers to make sure before I grow the stuff? No, you cannot. You <laughs> got to grow the mustache. All right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna start. We go. We do. We decide. I'm just gonna grow. I don't know how it's gonna turn out. I don't want to promise seventies or whatever. We'll Raleigh see. fingers. I yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll just see. I, I wax the ends. How do I do it? Do I do like. Do I shave a couple times quickly so it starts growing faster, or I just let it go? No, I think you drink milkshakes. Milkshakes? That puts hair on your chest. I don't right. know if it's on your face. That didn't... And then lemon juice. Don't they tell you to put lemon juice on your face? I put lemon juice on my face. Just the mustache part. Just the mustache part. And then you and it, then it'll come out blonde, so it'll look like a Hulk Hogan. All right. You got to do a Hogan. You should do a Hogan uh, mustache. All right. I'm an American hero. Yeah. Uh, get the bandana. Maybe we can get Hogan on for the pot. Which downloads do we do where I start doing with the bandana and the... Uh... <laughs> bandana. Just wear it to work every day? <laughs> 5,000 downloads? Yeah. All right. Maybe. Then you got to wear a bandana. Hulk Hogan bandana. With the Hulk Hogan. And Hulk Hogan, what I liked about his mustache, it wasn't tight. Right. It was like shaggy. It was long. Yeah. Long blonde mustache. It looked good in that sex tape. It looked good <laughs> in the Hogan sex tape. And then, okay, Weber. Last thing we got to talk to before we get to Lost America, Weber's movie. Are we still, wh- where are we at? Because he's not coming to our live show. He, but his movie comes out this weekend. Yeah. I don't know. Should we go see it? Should we not see it? I, you know, I'm going to make an announcement here. I've decided to, I broke bread with Weber. I've made peace. What? Well, here's what happened. I have some sources, and they told me that Weber was, was thinking about disrupting our live show. He was going to storm in at the end. He was going to be a nuisance. Like a, like a, w, like a, like a Royal w. Rumble. Yeah, there was rumors of that. So I called him up. Get, get I said, stage. we got to break. We got we to we put bygones by bygones. We got to come to a piece. You called him? Oh, wait, no, I didn't do that. He, went, he came to your table or you go to his table? I didn't call him up, but I called him up to threaten him. and said, do not come to our show. Good, That's good. what I said. Okay, okay. So I should, Do not I should, come. I said, do not come to our show. We don't want you. Well, Blue Shirt's going to be on the premise. We, we have the writers with a lawsuit from right away. and Dupree, Dupree, whatever that movie is. They're coming. Okay. And then he said, you know, he reached out. He said, come. So he had a screening of his movie. I went to see it. Much like Mitt Romney. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Slow down. You, you've you already seen his movie? I've seen The Disaster Artist. It's really funny. Is it's it really great. People it's, should go see it. God damn it. I want to see it. Yeah, you got to see it. You should pay for it, too. I'm so, gonna, okay. Right, so we've come around. We've made peace. Wait, He's what? assured me the next live pod, he will be there. He will cancel any movies. Okay. The movie's good. So, yeah, I, the, the, the feud's over. Wait, I'm still... So, how's it over? You saw his movie. He bought you Brad, I'm hoping. You didn't pay for it his? It was free movie? screening. And he paid for. And they movie. had they had good little sliders at the screening. Okay. They had top shelf liquor. He it got was, he got you drunk. Got, yes. <laughs> he got you drunk. Yeah. And, get, and bribed you with sliders with I, mini. I called, I called the dogs off because we've you know we've got. Did Armenians, he apologize at least? He apologized. He's the Armenians have been coming after him on social media. I don't know if you've been Armenians. Armenians have been, Ar- been doing our the the the, 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 uh, the loser. He, Do, are we calling our audience? Are they losers? These Lost America fans? Or are they Americans? They're Americans. Our Americans. Our Americans. Our real American heroes. Okay, our real American heroes were they were coming after him on social media. Good. So he. he oh, but that so he felt the pressure. He felt the pressure. And much like Louis C.K. apologized. 
uh, in the New York Times for for uh, masturbating for women. He apologized to you for not coming to our live <laughs> it show. It was every bit just like Lucy <laughs> yeah. K. Yeah. So we're telling. So now what? It was a good movie. We're telling people to go see the movie. Come to our live show. If you've come to our live show and bought tickets to our live show, you should then go see Weber's movie. Go see his movie. Okay. And yeah, is the movie's fantastic. James Franco kills it. Kills it. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still gonna give away uh, old? Fake DVDs of his movie. Fuck, what are we gonna do with all those? We got a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot. We'll still give them. Wait, one. can we sell them back? To if the guys we find them, we'll give them out at the beginning of our live. How show. much do you think the guys at Chinatown will buy them back for us? For <laughs> I don't a think they will. They will yeah, I don't. So come to lo- we need you guys come to, to come to the, the, the pod. Yeah, we need that money. Okay, all right. Well, that's good. I think we've settled some business here. Should we get to Lost America? Let's get to it. Lost in America. Play the music. Back, De'Aaron Roots, shout out, love the music. Kaplan, I'm lost in America this week. Aren't you always? I am, but this week I'm extra lost. And I'll tell you why, because I went to a part of America for the very first time that's not America. It's Flushing, Queens. It's the Chinatown that everyone says is the real Chinatown in New York. When you come to actual Chinatown, it's, it's that, first of all, that's Cantonese, right? That's like the people from Hong Kong moved there a long time ago. But the mainland Chinese people now, they all moved to Flushing, Queens. It's out near where the Mets play yeah. because it's cheaper to Queens. live there. So they've developed their whole own Chinatown out there. So it took Ye and I two hours to get there. Who did you take the? We took the subway. Oh, Jesus. You have to go all the way into Manhattan, <laughs> come all the way back out. Yeah, I mean. So we get out there. It's very China. It's way more China than either one of us was was expecting. Yeah, as I say, it's because it's not like Shanghai. It's not modern China. What's weird is these people move from China to America, but then they want to live in a place that's crappier than where they came from in China. <laughs> they're living like in the China of the seventies or something. They are. They're yeah. living or like the eat. central, like old school China, not like the cool hip Shanghai Suzhou. Yeah, they want Beijing. to get away from there. So, but when, why not? So they're living is, in a pre-Mr. Softy China. A very pre-Mr. Softy right. China. So, first thing, we get out there. A couple observations. I walk, walk into the stores, restaurants. I'm speaking Chinese to everyone speaks Chinese. I'm walking into stores. Every, I'm speaking Chinese to everyone. No one's impressed that I can speak Chinese. Right. Which is also what happens when you go to, like, little villages in China. They, they expect just, you to speak, speak Chinese? They've never met someone who doesn't speak Chinese, so they just assume everyone in the world speaks <laughs> Chinese. So no one's excited. Uh, I go, go to the bathroom. Did you know anything when you were going? Like, did you do research, or you're just gonna like drop in? Just gonna drop in. Okay. So anyway, we get there. I go to the bathroom in this food court. This is one thing that really brought me back to China. Uh. There's a grandma, like uh, IE is what they call it, but that's like the lady who works there, like the cleaner, like you know? The bathroom attendant? Bathroom, or, not a bathroom. She's like mopping. Okay. They're always mopping. <laughs> There's a lot of mopping. A lot, of, never sweeping, the just like. key element of communism, I think, is you have to always have people mopping. A lot of mopping and never with soap in the mop. Because you'd be too efficient that way, right? It's just pure water. Yeah, it's just... And then if they want to wipe down the, um, the mirror, it's, they don't use like a towel or a rag, they use newspaper. <laughs> How does that help? Like today's newspaper. They get Windex and then they scrape it with there's a newspaper. There's a guy cleaning up in the end studios here right now. You might have to give him some of these tips. But. I will. <laughs> so there's a, it's a person mobbing men's bathroom. And then here's the other thing. It's always a grandma. In the bathroom. In the men's bathroom is always an old lady 
with like a Tyler Sparks haircut, a little short haircut. <laughs> so Post a picture for that. And she's mopping around you as you're pissing at the urinal. They don't leave. So in China, that's how it is. That is how it is in China. It's also how it, it is in Flushing you know, Queens. In America, usually they like if it's they'll be like anyone in there. No one's in here. I'm gonna go work. No right. thought of that. It's no. like once, but it's only old ladies. It's like once you get past the age of like 55, you're asexual. Right. right. I so think every that's... old Chinese lady's been Louis C.K. They've all had, uh, but you know, but uh, like voluntarily. voluntarily, they do it for a living. They get paid <laughs> to get Louis C.K. Paid to look at dicks. Yes. And they, I think it's like they have this idea that once you pass a certain age, you're like, you, you're asexual. You, you, once you go through menopause, maybe, you get a short haircut. <laughs> you, get a- you wear, like, sweatpants and a right. sweatshirt, flower print, hopefully. Okay. And then you just storm into men's restrooms and just mop around them. So, if you're, but if you're a hot 55-year-old, it's probably not the best job. You know, guys are going to. If you're a hot 55-year-old, you're not doing that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you're married to a rich guy somewhere. You probably don't have to work. This is a great. Okay, go ahead. Next. This is also how I knew it was China. Black a black guy talked to me. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Just like at, on the side, in the middle of the street, for no apparent reason. Like some are there other, black guys in China. I don't. <laughs> we see these people are crossing the street. A car doesn't stop at the intersection; just tries to blast through them when they're in the crosswalk. Okay, Chinese Another driver. Very China thing. Chinese driver <laughs> thing. And no one thought it was weird except for me and this black guy on the other side of the street. And so he looks at me and he's like, whoa, did you just see that? He yells out across the street to me because Yeah caught it too. We both caught it. This would happen in China all the time. Anyone who's not Chinese will just immediately. Yeah, you're same team. You, you see the other person who's also not Chinese, and you immediately relate to them. Like, we're the only people. One, Ye is like, well, I think he probably thought you're the only person who spoke English. Right. And so, yeah. and then you're also the only person who might have thought that was weird that this car almost hit all these people and didn't slow down or care. This gives you a great, like, um, you know, there's team building exercises for companies. Yes. You could, they should take people, especially if you don't get along. And take them to either China or Flushing, whichever is easier. Yeah. And have them, because then you're like, you're on the same side. Like, we take the Israelis and the Palestinians, put us on different sides of the street, and just. Boom. If you put them in, <laughs> in rural China, they yeah. would be best friends. There's a peace deal immediately. Yeah. And you bond <laughs> over how weird the other people are. Right. Yeah. That's and what I'm getting at. It yeah. worked very well in China. And then that was odd when you come back to America and there's like this race separations. Because there, there is, but it's two it's Chinese or and others. Else. And everyone else. So, anyway, it's. Into the sauce. Is a sauce. Breaking news. Breaking news. Cap, what is it? We just walked out in the for a meeting with the crew with Ikram and the boys. Upstairs. And Ikram's sitting there mixing like mixing a pot. He's got a chef's hat on. And I see he's ladling it into these little bottles. It's they have a thing called Speak Saucy, hot sauce with hot messages. In sauce. It's Ent has their own sauce. And everyone knows that um, the technology business and the hot sauce business go uh, hand in hand. They're, yeah, they're they're they're, they're sister. They're, they're very so complimentary. Ent is, is a sauce. Ent is also an app. Yeah. And our, we have someone inting us in today, a very special person. You know him from Pod Number Four. You know him from the man who runs Ent. You know him from upstairs, Ikram Magdan Ishmael. Insing us in. Play the ants. Play the ants. So this is a question for the community. If Bitcoin or Ethereum or one of these cryptocurrencies becomes the de facto way to pay for everything everywhere, let's say, I don't know, 25 years from now, does that mean the people that don't have any will be required to work for Ethereum, Bitcoin, or any of the cryptocurrencies that are widespread? And then what does that mean for those people? Like, they'll basically have to do any labor um, to attain crypto. 
which is probably what happened with money back in the day. And if you really think about it, it's the billionaires that control Bitcoin right now and a few people that mined it early on because it was a fad and they predicted it. But what happens? What happens? All right. Thank you, Ikram. Cap, do you have any opinions on Bitcoin? Do you know what Bitcoin is? I have no idea what Bitcoin is. People keep asking me about Bitcoin and I don't. All right, I here's, think I know because I'm Jewish. I know about money. I do not know Bitcoin. We don't know Bitcoin that. is an app. No, no, I don't know what Bitcoin is. Is it no, a sauce? No, it's not a sauce. It's not an app. So that's all. Bitcoin is like, it's this international. You know how they tried to make that language a long time ago that everyone in the whole world could speak the same language? Yeah, I skipped that. I speak English. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> stuck with English and then you let the world come to you. Exactly. So Bitcoin is that, but for money. They're trying to create this currency where you can use it anywhere in the world. The problem is they say it's oh it's ten it's worth ten thousand units right now or yeah. something, but you can't use it anywhere. You think I can go like if I'm in China, I can go into a shop and pay in Bitcoin. They're gonna How do you no, haggle? Get the f out of here. There's no haggling there. There's no haggling yeah, there yeah, except yeah. cash. Yeah, cash. Maybe credit cards. Venmo. If I'm doing a comedy <laughs> show, if someone wants to tip at the end of the show, I have to pay. They're not gonna be. I'm not gonna accept Bitcoin. They can't. There's nothing physical you can hand, right? There's no like. Card it's or... like the cloud. Everyone's like, put it in the cloud. I'm like, guess what? what who, so Julian Assange can hack into it? Yeah. You can get your Bitcoin stealing so quick. No, the, the, the dark web. I mean, if they're I'm, gonna take, I'd it. rather put my money in the Eagles jerseys because like that seems more valuable. They That's age, hard currency. Proved, proved to age well. If Ikram <laughs> wants to buy one off me before the Super Bowl. I, what, am I going to take Bitcoin? No. I, I don't even know how I would do that. If a bar, you can't. I guess on one hand, yes, it can take over the world, and then we're all slaves to the seven people who own Bitcoin right yeah. now. On the other hand, it's nothing. Yeah. I think I'll hedge, and I'll put, uh, I'll sell my baseball cards, and I'll put them in some Bitcoin. That's a good idea. Because they're, they're def- the Bitcoin's definitely worth more than my baseball cards long term, I think. Yes. Yeah. Anything's worth well, no. At least you're no. But I disagree because at least your baseball cards, if they're worth nothing, at least they're worth, you can burn them for heat. Oh, you're right. Bitcoin, <laughs> you can't do anything. Right. It's absolutely nothing. So I say is no. Art. Bitcoin is not the future. This mm. is going to be on freezing cold Hot takes t- very soon. Yeah. I heard it today. It's going to forty thousand in like a year. Forty thousand what? Dollar for like a Bitcoin. I don't know. Yeah, but only if you can get it. Somebody- I think we should ask our listeners to answer some. There's some thoughts on this because you know we we we're, we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> no, really. that's what I'm hearing here. Well, so it's, the show's called Bitcoin. Lost in America. We're yeah. not supposed to know what we're talking All about. Right. So don't, you don't explain too much to us. But we'll be very lost if we're totally broken. We have overlords looking at us. off. All right. Well, once we get to a million downloads, they'll pay us in Bitcoin. We'll be good. All right. Let's get to our guest. Bring her in, Jocelyn Chia. Come on in. <laughs> Back with our guest Jocelyn Chia. Jocelyn, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You okay? I was. I don't know your full story, so I wanted to save it sort of for the podcast. I know that we're both going to be around Southeast Asia in January. Possibly, we might meet up for a show. I don't know. Where are you going to be? Show. I'm doing your show in Bangkok. Oh, you are doing it. Yeah. I'm doing oh, it. awesome. I'm okay, cool. So we're doing, we are doing a show <laughs> we together. We are doing a show together. Yeah. Disney. I'm opening for Turner Sparks. There you go. <laughs> 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 January 28th, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing? Uh, so first of all, you're from Singapore originally, correct? Sort of. I mean, it's a bit more complicated. I was technically born mm. here. <laughs> Oh, okay. But I grew up in Singapore. My parents shipped me back when I was three weeks old. I never know you could do that to a three-week-old baby. That's Wait, did they go with Wait, you? Wait, you were three? I was three. They, they took three weeks? Me. Yeah, they shipped me via FedEx. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they sent you in. Are your parents from Singapore, though? Originally? They are, yeah. yeah. My whole family is. 
Were they born? Was they were living here, and then after, and then they like got a job to go so back. So they actually Singapore? only just studying here. So they were here for a year, and oh. they were already married for seven years, no kids. And when they came here for grad school, they were like, "Well, let's make an American baby." Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they did. Wow! Now you can be president. Good now I can be president. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do. They are all. They're both Singaporean, but my sister lives in Berlin now. Okay. Yeah, she's well, a I, DJ. Ooh. Wow, nice. You should get her and on the pod. My parents are very disappointed. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> DJ no, and a, a comedian? DJ and a comedian. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of my kids, which would be worse if they told me they want to be a DJ or a comedian. They're both low on what <laughs> <I'd be> <laughs> On the things that you would want right. them to do? Yes. It's not doctor, lawyer, DJ, which, comedian. Which like doctor, lawyer, Uber driver, DJ, comedian. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what about which one gets more respect Like when you tell people... At like family reunions or whatever, mm. that like, are they like, which one do people think is more real, <laughs> DJ or comedian? Possibly DJ because more real than comedian. Yeah. We don't oh, yeah. really have a stand up comedy thing in Singapore. Like, the stand up scene is very new. Okay. So, I didn't even grow up with stand up comedy in Singapore. I never even heard of it. So, I think people don't even know what it means. But there's DJs. It's Whereas crazy a DJ, DJ, you can hear <laughs> for yourself. But like birthday party DJs are like DJs, like trance. Everybody does a bunch of ecstasy. Those yeah, my sister's the cool DJ. But yes, you have the <laughs> like birthday one party. headphone in, one out. Yeah, those one, kind of DJs. one headphone in, ecstasy in the other year. In New York, <laughs> you can do both, by the way. I've been to kids' parties with DJs, kids' DJs that are like, they look like they also have a job doing that. <laughs> They're like the same look. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I guess you gotta like, make money. You gotta make money. You gotta, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. when you're doing like wedding singer. But you also, gotta be up <laughs> late at night and you just stay up for the yeah, kid's birthday. Yeah. No, so you, need, you need the same drugs to get through both, so. I would say. <laughs> so, are, are you a Singaporean citizen? American citizen. Not, you can't be both. You can't be both. Singapore doesn't let you have both. So, I had both That's good. under I respect 21. That. You respect that? I think it's bullshit. It's Singapore's idea. No, it's too. like pick one. What? We're not good enough? <laughs> Yeah, Singapore's not really, like, I mean, compared to America, you're such a small country. If someone has an American citizenship, do you really expect an American to give up American citizenship to be the citizen of this five million person country? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely not. But I like the idea that pe- the countries are like, they have such self, like, worth. Self, self, yeah. Self, yeah. Right. <laughs> they're they're like, what? Yeah, it shows confidence. Exactly. So That's Singapore is like, like the is girl who dates with self-esteem. She's like, no, I don't believe that you exactly. should be dating a whole bunch of people. I'm good enough that you can commit to just me. 100%. <laughs> That's yeah. my point. Got yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's good. So okay, but then not good specifically for you. Right, right. Not but good for me, as a concept, yeah. it's great. So then you don't. So what happens when you go to Singapore? Do you have a? Um, I use my fucking American passport. <laughs> oh yeah, you can. Get, I you go can, to the American line, the you, the non non citizen line. Got it. Yeah, and I speak to them in Singlish, and they get all fucked up. <laughs> Wait, Singlish? Yeah, explain yeah. what that is. So Singapore English, basically. I mean, have you been to Singapore? I have. You have. All right. Taxi so. drivers speak like that. Yeah, I think everyone speaks like that except the really pretentious ones. Like now I'm speaking with a more, slightly more American intonation because of you guys. Yeah. But if I was with a Singaporean, I'll totally lapse in the Singlish. And it's hard to give a demonstration if you're not speaking Singlish, but I'll try. I'm like, Hey, uh, tomorrow you want to go to McDonald's or not? Uh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I know what it is. <laughs> I was trying to think of what it was. It's more of an accent, really. <clears throat> no, yeah, but it is like, because um, I, I used when I was living in China, I lived in a city called Suzhou that has a Suzhou Industrial Park, which used to be called the Singapore Industrial Park. Correct, yeah, I heard the China government really gyps Singapore. Whoa, 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 this is a, <laughs> we got to cut that out. No, I'm just kidding, yeah, they did. So um, what, Singapore designed this neighborhood where I ended up living for 12 years, and then somewhere along the way, yeah, the, the they were supposed to split the tax revenue with China. Mm-hmm. Like, they put in all the ro- infrastructure, all the schools, buildings, roads. 
and then they were gonna split the tax revenue, and then the minute they like built everything, China just booted them out. I know, China's right? Like a mafia family that just like comes up. That's a great move yes. by them. So now you're getting shady. it. <laughs> but um, but a bunch of Singaporeans live there. Oh, still. Uh, they did early on right, when I was there, and up. I guess like state, like maybe to run businesses or whatever. Mm. And that's yeah. Now I remember that accent. So they yeah. spoke with that. That's how they go to McDonald's. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing how China just got away with this. I guess when you have mm. that might. You can get away with anything. Just break contracts. Who gives a shit? Well, I guess we kind of did that to the British. They sort of set up America. <laughs> and then we're like, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> like, it's always tricky when you're setting something up on another person's land. Right. right? I'm not saying it was right or what the right thing to do was. But you're I'm, not in favor of the American. Uh, I am in favor of America. It's the controversial world I can think of. The least controversial. You're right. I'm not going to take a stand on the revolutionary. There were good people on both sides. There were good people on both sides. So, okay. And then, but then you grew up basically in Singapore or no? I did. Back grew and up forth. in Singapore until college. I came out for college. College. So, how was that? You said there was no comedy when you grew up. No, no stand up. Not at all. I never no saw stand up until. Me in my <laughs> mid twenty, yeah, no laughter. It was just caning all the time. <laughs> Is Wait. that allowed in Singapore? Laughter or no? <laughs> rules on Only in, in the privacy of your own home. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so because I always wanted to get caned once. You've always wanted to get caned once. Well, how many downloads is that? It, it's it, one of our exactly. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's one of our challenges. If we get to five hundred thousand downloads yeah. on this podcast in one week, I promise I get caned once. How many do you have now? 2,500. Yeah, so I have to grow a mustache. <laughs> just announced today that I'm growing a mustache. And he's going to get it. I, I said we'd do that if we went to hit 1,500, which we just hit and went flying over it. So I got yeah, to doing... grow like a 70 stash. So we're blasting up. If we get to a million, he's going to get a tattoo, which means he won't be allowed to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Really? Yeah. Oh, you so... can't get buried in a Jewish cemetery if you have a, ta- you have a tattoo? Right. It's yeah. strict. Yeah. Well, yeah. Unless you know how to bribe the guy. Or you give enough money to the cemetery. I think there's loopholes. <laughs> or if you're a famous podcaster. If we're getting like, a million downloads, right. if you have the money. If you're a podcaster yeah. with a million downloads, they want you in their cemetery. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, so it's, I've, there's I've juice for you, right? Money I, I, talks. Yeah, exactly. I've worked it out. <laughs> so that was the problem, though. There didn't seem to be, when I was there, a way to just get one caning. You know, it was even like. <laughs> I just want to right. one Because, like, experience well, it. my whole, like, theory has always been that, like, if you get a tattoo, like, tattoos are out. Those are done. You know what I mean? Tattoos used to be cool when, like, sailors got them. Mm. <laughs> and then, like, everyone went on spring break and they got, like, a Cabo tattoo on their ankle <laughs> to remember Cabo. And that's no longer a story. Like, oh, I got it because I can remember, so I can remember something. But, like, what's better to remember than, like, a big old scar <laughs> of a can? Like, you know what I mean? On your back. Does it leave a can? A scar that's a one? way better story to tell. <laughs> Do they do the same? Is it the same, like, power each time you're caned? Or no, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just- so... I don't know how true this is, but when I was in school, we were taught this is what the caning procedure was. <laughs> this is what I wanted. So <laughs> this is what I want to hear. <laughs> this is what we were taught. I don't know whether they were just scaring us or it was for real, but my teacher, whom I do respect, my history teacher said this. So this is what, what happens. They get a professionally trained caner who has been martially arts trained oh to dip <laughs> the cane in, I think it's hydrochloric acid. Like, apparently some sanitizer, but it oh, sounds yes. horrible. Yeah, right? This is going you downhill. You infection when you're <laughs> You don't get an infection when you're getting <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're, we're very it's, humane about yeah, the cane. We make sure you do not get an infection. <laughs> and he'll dip it in this, I think it was hydrochloric acid, and then he'll cane you, and then the second stroke will be not at the same same spot so you'll get different lashes. But I guess it'll be like more inhumane if you cane the exact same more spot. More of a surface caning. 
Right. As opposed to, they don't stick at one spot and go deep. They yeah, kind of like, deep, yeah. it grays the surface. But it's not I don't based think on your crime. <laughs> it can split the skin. It leaves, it left Michael Faye scars, the, the American guy that got caned. I remember him. He's, he's our most famous caney. The most famous caney. <laughs> Until I come <laughs> along. He got like nine or something. No, and he then, got four. It was six, but we no, reduced I mean, it to four. How many downs did his podcast get? That was pre podcasting. So that was, for anyone who doesn't know, that kid was in like the mid 90s. He was the son of a diplomat or something, yeah, right? Yeah, he was like 18, I think. And he went. He lived in Singapore, and then he spray-painted a car, right? It was actually a bunch of people. I don't know why he became the scapegoat. Like, a whole bunch of them. Maybe it was they bullshit. made him the scapegoat because he, he was the diplomat. No, because, like, Clinton tried to... Uh, Clinton bargained it down, right? Clinton tried to get it removed. Which completely. is ridiculous. Trump was... would have got it removed. He's proven that. <laughs> <laughs> Trump have got he it. did. He got, he got Lonzo Say, Ball's you. kids out of jail. Yeah. He would have out of China Better jail. Better than Clinton. <laughs> oh, Trump got some kids out of China jail? Yeah, because his brother's on the Lakers. Some, some college basketball <laughs> players were over in China last week from UCLA, and they did some shoplifting. Correction, by the way, it was sunglasses, not handbags like we said on the podcast. Oh, they stole, they stole some sunglasses, and then they got, they were going to go to jail. And I mean, they weren't going to go to jail. I'm sure they were going to let them out. As like a, they were in jail overnight. They were in like a hotel. And they were facing six months, according to, and according to Trump, but actually that's true because I have a friend. No, Trump said they were facing seven to ten years. Oh, yeah, that's right. But they were actually yeah. facing like six months. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, he, I don't know, got them to release them. And then he was, then on Twitter, he went on a whole thing how they didn't say thank you. And <laughs> he should have left them in jail because they didn't say thank you. Basically Are said. you serious? It was the <laughs> dumbest <laughs> argument. It was this kid's dad who's basically, we talked about it last week, but he's basically like the Kardashian mom of basketball. He's the Trump also of, of basketball parents. He is. Yeah, so him and Trump are really each other. no good guys both in this story. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this kid got caned. What did what did they think about that in Singapore? Because in my head, like, even when I was a kid, I was like, if this kid's going to like sp- go spray paint, like break the rules in another country, you should have to deal with the law of that country. You know, that's so interesting. The Americans that I knew were pro him getting the punishment that, was um that was meted out in the country like exactly your point of view my, my point of view was this is bullshit the punishment should fit the crime if you injure someone's property then the punishment should be property based so a fine or money right you don't inflict bodily harm for inflicting harm on a, an inanimate object but i've always had like this strong sense of justice that's why i became a lawyer so i was like this is bullshit i was like eight i was like this is Shit! <laughs> the, the punishment should fit the crime. Oh yeah, for they should but, spray painted him. They should spray painted him on his <laughs> boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah. Spray paint him in front of his diplomatic family. Yeah, so okay, okay. Like rapists get caned. That's fair and square, right? But how can you have the punishment well, for rape? You get raped. Which you also do in jail. With yeah. The caning stick. Yeah. Rape with a cane. Wait, that's yeah. what I was getting at. If like the cane is different based on the crime, like if it's a rape, do you get a, <laughs> a harsher cane? Maybe you get the same. Spot. Yeah, the Multi- same spot. Yeah, the same spot. No grazing. Until right. it hits your bone buster. Kane <laughs> <laughs> Harvey. That would be... <laughs> Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> yeah. That would be a good idea. Oh, he'd he get like a million. That, I don't know. Well, okay. So you didn't get cane. <laughs> you escaped. No canings. I got away cane free. Yeah. Is that That's... something that anyone talks about in Singapore? Or is it just a big like international thing that people always want to talk about? You know, the only time we ever talked about was during the caning incident. Well, during the Michael Fay incident. After yeah. that, uh, my aunt was part of the, the drive to... To get caning as a punishment for rapists, like for a while they weren't getting caned, and then my aunt is a lawyer. But they weren't getting caned they... for rape, but they were. For... <laughs> <laughs> but they were exactly, yeah, I know that's how ridiculous this nonsense is, right? They were not getting caned for rape, well, but they're getting caned for vandalism. What were they oh getting gosh. for rape? Jail. Oh, all right. 
What would you? Yeah, an HBO special, <laughs> <laughs> comedy special. Yeah. The keynote's in addition to the jail. <laughs> right, right. So then, okay, so then you were a lawyer. Yeah, I was in America or in mm-hmm. Singapore. In America, right here. Oh, because you went to school. Where'd you go to college? Indiana. Indiana makes sense. No, really. <laughs> uh, no, I just suck at life choices. That's and all. And you studied law there? No, I went to college there, and then law school was DC. Oh. What kind of law? Uh, when you study law, there's no specialization by practice corporate law. And you still do now? No. So was that was that what you wanted to like? So what led from law? Did you always want to do comedy? Or you said you didn't even know there, yeah, didn't I didn't even have know comedy. what it was. Yeah, I only saw... A, the first time I saw a good comedy show was Aziz Ansari. It was already my 30s when I saw a comedy like, that was oh, actually wow. funny. Oh, that's like recently. Yeah, and that's when I started comedy. Well, how long ago? were so happy you're a lawyer to uh, go back to That's what I was going to say. So proud. Yeah, yeah so especially against it, like proud. with your sister being a DJ and you're a lawyer. I know. I was like yeah. the one shining <laughs> model child in the family. And then, oh, sorry, I'm <laughs> a comedian. How did that conversation go? Ooh, not well. Um, I, d- I don't think I ever had the conversation with my mom. <laughs> like, my dad had to tell her on my behalf because she's going to take it that badly. Okay. <laughs> What's the strategy? Like, take, like get him drunk first? No. Or have your sister play a cool tune. I'll have my sister get pregnant out of wedlock and then be oh by the way yeah she has to get worse or you're just like okay good news and bad news the good news no, it's good news. Good, like I'm not a DJ. That's what I would start out with. <laughs> yeah, Don't worry. I'm not a DJ. I'm not yeah. getting caned. I'd be yeah. like, all right. Here's here's the good news, parents. I found my passion. Uh, more good news is not to be a DJ. I'm not a DJ. <laughs> but the bad news, I'm also not a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Somewhere between. So how? When did you quit uh, law? So I left the law in 2009, but I did other stuff. I was an entrepreneur. I did a management consulting, actually technically called innovation consulting, but it's very, very much like McKinsey and BCG, just in the innovation space. I don't know what it is. Yeah, 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 just complete gibberish. <laughs> what does we that mean? That means you do PowerPoint and Excel spreadsheet all day until your eyes go blue, and then your client will, will use what you gave them to to pass on to the higher ups and, and just to make them seem like they're doing something. That sounds awesome. How do I get paid for that? <laughs> Wait, so why did you want to come back to America? Because you then grew up in Singapore. Did you like living in Singapore? Uh, it was good and bad. I mean, the safety was good. It was fairly enjoyable. But, you know, it's actually a bit of a fish out of water. And my, my good friend in, in high school, she said that when she came to visit me in America, she goes, wow, you know, in Singapore, you're always a little bit like a fish out of water. Because I was very rebellious. By Singapore standards. <laughs> what did and that I, mean? She chewed like, bubble gum. On I chewed then, bubble gum uh, and I spit in my teacher's face. <laughs> <laughs> That's rebellious here too. <laughs> You're spitting in your teacher's face. <laughs> and then I go, "Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy?" <laughs> well, how? In what ways were you rebellious? Just in the way of I would question my teachers. I wouldn't take what they said uh, as the gospel truth. I always had my own mind. I would. Uh, I was a free thinker. Like, an independent thinker, I guess. Like, I wouldn't just get brainwashed and just be fed what I was told to believe and just believe it. Like, no, I always questioned things and spoke out. So I was very outspoken. I was very American. <laughs> yeah, that sounds... Or at least what we used to be. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. So what, what is it like in Singapore? What's schooling like? Well, I went to a local school. So you could go to an American school, but I didn't. My parents sent me to a local school. And, and I went to a Chinese school, too. A St. Nicholas Girls School. And... um. So, so when I say Chinese school, I mean there are some schools that are more westernized, like uh, Raffles Girls School or Methodist Girls School. They'll be a bit more westernized, maybe a bit more encouraging of independent thought. But mine was a more Chinese in their value system. So they would teach us, like our classrooms were named um, Virtue. So 
if you're in grade one, you'll, you'll be one virtue or one purity or one steadfast or one grace. Like, it was just dumb. Do they say harmonious a lot? <laughs> harmonious. That's what they always said when I was in China. We're creating a harmonious society. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, so, and, but part of harmony is that you can't really disrupt anything. You can't exactly. really be independent. You can do your own thing. You, you, everyone has to follow the toe the line. It's a code word for like, don't fuck with us. Exactly. Just like do what you're told do, and keep yeah, going. Do what you're told. In America, I guess, send my kids to. Yeah, I feel like your kids could use a little more harmony. A little more. <laughs> <laughs> I also felt like this is what I want to talk about. To me, Singapore is the United States of Asia, and I'll explain why. <laughs> first of all, there's in some ways. First of all, there's like a bunch of different cultures there, right? Mm-hmm. Which doesn't happen. Most countries in Asia, it's just whatever that country is. Right. It's Vietnamese people in Vietnam, Chinese people in China. But what do you have in Singapore? It's like Malay, a mix. Chinese, Indian, Caucasian. I think those are the main four. Malay, Indian, Chinese, Caucasian. Yep, four. The Caucasian was the most surprising. By the way, it's not com- it wasn't comfortable for me for the longest time. Still a little bit weird to call you guys white people. Like we called them Caucasians. Like, oh, really? We were polite. Yeah. Really? Calling someone by the color is so weird. Like yeah. and black people African American. Well, like, if they were American. Right. Well, now it's like you're not people Caucasians, and when you're in Asia, you mean? No, I didn't. But maybe in Singapore. Singapore, Is that what we just call them Caucasian? We never say white people. It's something very derogatory to call them by the color. Oh, really? Yeah. She's complimenting you calling me a Jew a Caucasian. That sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Step up for Kathleen. Step up. (laughs) We're gonna get into a country club next week. It is true. (laughs) Well, no, because when I left America, when I grew up, you would say black people. Mm-hmm. And then when I left, well, as I was leaving, it was like, no, you say African American. Now that I'm back, you say black people. Oh, again. is that right? So I don't or you know. say people of color. Or no. Oh yeah, no, I that's everybody. That's yeah, everybody. yeah. But so Caucasian, yeah, we never in America, we never really said Caucasian though. You right? say Caucasian, huh? It means too long. You guys are lazy. You're like, oh, whites are good enough. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone complains. But then you don't, don't call Asians privilege. yellow. Why is that so? I don't know I because in China racist. they do. Because <laughs> that's racist, but well, calling you white isn't. Yeah, you're right. right. I, mean, I agree point. with you, but <laughs> saying society. listen, we don't capital. We don't make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> you think we're the ones who decide what to call Asian people in America? Oh no, turn! I thought you had that much power. Yeah, <laughs> I went once this it. podcast. How many? <laughs> how many downloads do we get? Changing the language. So we decide <laughs> what you call. People. No, in China, like you do, like Chinese people call themselves yellow. Oh, they do. Well, they'll be like, "Oh, your skin's white. My skin's yellow." Very matter of fact. Right. <laughs> you know, um, my wife can sometimes still say that, but like. Oh, your wife is Asian? My She's wife's Chinese. Chinese. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Gives street cred. <laughs> it gives me street cred. Yeah. Only in China. <laughs> Only in China. Mm, here they do, typical. they do like it. That's the first question I got when I lived there from like older, when you meet older Chinese, like grandmas and grandpas. What's the first question you get? Uh, do you have a Chinese wife? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you live here? Yeah. Is your so wife you speak Chinese? Chinese? I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. cool. Hey, Caucasian, do you have a yellow wife? Hey, Caucasian, <laughs> do you have a yellow wife? That's awful. <laughs> wow, so did, that was uncomfortable to say. Yeah, it was a little weird. I kept calling them Caucasian like my first two years in college. Like, Caucasian <laughs> people. <laughs> I, is anyone get upset with that? I don't think so. <laughs> that was very, like, quixotic. And what about Malaysian people? Because I know when I went there, you always learn about places. When you do comedy, I'm sure it's the same for you. Like, you learn, or at least I did. Whenever you're traveling to a new country, you learn about... Like the rate, the relations there based off of like stand up shows. Yeah. Cause like I'm in like Malaysia and they're like, oh, in Singapore, they're talking about like all the rich people in Singapore. And then we do comedy in Singapore, they talk about like all the people. All the lazy people. All the Malaysia. lazy people in Malaysia, right? <laughs> yeah, you can say that. Yeah, I was gonna say like dirty. But they, <laughs> they do. They'll be like, ah, it's gross. I went to Malaysia and then like punchline. I don't know what the punchline is. You know, here's the interesting thing about stand up in America versus Singapore. So in America, you have to be a lot more politically correct. Like you can't really, like a white person cannot go up and do a stereotype on a black person that paints them in a negative light. But in Singapore, they still let you do that. I don't know why that's the case. 
Yes, I. Yeah. I mean, you can't say anything too bad about the government because then the government might clamp you up. But yeah, you say whatever you want against the other races. <laughs> yeah, and it's the same like Hong Kong. I don't know if you've been there. Oh, Hong Kong is it's that way too. Exactly the same. Huh. This um, is why Turner kills in Asia. He's got all this. Most of my oh, jokes are racist. So you're a headliner in Asia, huh? That's awesome. Yeah, I, I started out there. Oh, okay. And you started kind of here. I started here. here. Yes, yeah, so I have to go back as an opener. Wow. <laughs> 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 For me, all my. Racist jokes. <laughs> I'll do my my um smart PC stuff, and then you can exactly. kill them we'll, with your racist we'll shit. <laughs> my hack racism. I'll be like, so what? Where country we went? Singapore. Oh yeah, those stupid Malaysians. <laughs> start clapping. So you started comedy where? Boston. Yeah, I did in Boston. Uh, just for a few months at Improv Boston was where I took a class and did some open mics there. Yeah, I was just there for a few months, and then here here in New York. And I'm glad I started in Boston because I mean. Technically, I started stand-up in New York back in 2009. But it was just a class, and then you did a new talent show, and then I stopped for like three years because this new talent person told, came to class and told us, don't do open mics. They'll just suck your soul. Just do my bringer shows. Oh, God. Yeah, so I quit. Wait, do you know what that uh, bringer show is? Yeah, of course. Okay. That's yeah, so I quit after like four shows because I ran out of friends. Like, that was like 100 people because he made you bring like a lot, like 20 people or something like that. And you know how everyone's so enthusiastic. Your first right. show, you have like 50 people come to your first show. And then you're like, yeah. oh, no, I need to spread you guys out. Well, you need so, to be in front of strangers. I mean, it's this yeah. idea for the audience. It's this idea that to, to get on, a lot of, they do it in New York a lot, where to get on stage, they say you can do like 10 minutes on the show, but you have to bring 10 people or 20 people or whatever it is. And a lot of people start that way. But as you said, you run out of friends. You run out of friends. So I quit comedy because I was like, well, all right, I'm out of people. That means I have to stop. Like, I didn't know there was another way. I was like, how do people do this? Oh, my gosh. And then I go to Boston. And I was just dying in my consulting job. I was like hating it and feeling like, you know what? There's more to me than stupid Excel spreadsheets and PowerPoint. I'm going to do a stand-up <laughs> comedy class. So I go to class. And the first day of class, the teacher gives us the list of open mics in Boston. He's like, go do them. I was like, oh, I thought they suck your soul. He's like, it's the only way you're going to get better. Yeah. And I discovered, though, that Boston open mics are pretty supportive. Like, comics will laugh and stay for one another and support. Because after my few months in Boston, I came to New York. And I did the Laughing, De uh, Laughing Buddha open mic. And afterwards, I was like, oh, man, this mic was rough. And the comic was like, this is the most supportive mic we have in New York City. I was like, oh, shit. So I'm glad I got my teeth. What's what? Your teeth wet? No, your feet wet. Feet, feet wet. wet. <laughs> you can get your teeth wet, too. Teeth cut. Teeth, teeth, wet. teeth, teeth cut. Yeah. Teeth cut. Teeth cut. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Is. No, that's good. I know. When I moved here a year and a half ago, whatever that was, I did three open mics. Because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I was doing, I was getting bar shows and stuff. But I was like, before the bar show, I'll just go do an open mic. Mm -hmm. And it was a disaster. Yeah. I did three, and then I'm like, I'm never doing those again. <laughs> Even other cities around America, though, they're good. Oh, they're much better. You're and right. Yeah. I actually did one in Singapore. Oh, those are amazing. They're it like was a like, show. There was like 80 people, 100 people. It was packed. Everyone's yeah. killing. Everyone paid for an open mic. Audience yeah, paid for audience a fucking pays. open mic. Yeah. So do you go, now you go back and do stand-up there? Mm-hmm. How's that? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I do need to modify my material because a lot of the American references they're just not gonna get. Mm. Uh, but then on the on the flip side, I can do some more localized stuff that I couldn't do in America, like stuff that I would know a local would get. Um, so pros and cons. I mean, the bulk of my material has been developed in America, so I'll prefer if I could just like pick one up and take it to the other location and just yeah. have it destroyed. But no, there's some work to be done to customize it for Singapore as any other country or even totally. city, I guess, even going to 
San Francisco, I was so surprised that, oh, the closer that kills in New York City just dies in San Francisco. I'm like, why? You guys are both liberal democratic cities. There's no reason why you should go any... San Francisco is a whole different level. Is it? I think of liberal city. Yeah, I guess so. Do you do, do you find people like, ooh, like, ooh? They ooh a lot. A lot of oohs. Yeah, yeah. yo, you noticed that Oh, too? we were there at the same time a few weeks ago, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. called them out. I was like, what? why are you guys so oh-y? You guys like, oh, everything. They get upset by everything. By everything. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was e- the same. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, even stances that, that you share with them. Like, do you understand that this joke is your point of view? But Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I noticed that whenever anyone was not having a good set on the show I was on, they would just immediately be like, yeah, but so Trump's an idiot. And everyone would be like, yay. No. Like, <laughs> That's too funny. But by the end of my, my um, so I did, was there for like nine days. And I was getting a bit thrown off by the PCness. Um, but I think by the end, I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe I decided, well, for my last show, maybe I was like, I don't give a shit. It's my last show here. I'm going to go all New York on, this pe- on these people. <laughs> but afterwards, my, my friend who was in the audience said, you know, I noticed that all the other comics who were Californian comics, they were all towing the line. And you just came in with your, your New York style. Just like, I don't give a shit what you guys think. But she's like, it's as though you kind of broke them after a while. Like, at first, you're kind of owey. Yeah. But after a while, they were just like, yeah, all right, you know, we're on board. Because I had, I had a headliner set, so I had more time to break them and get them to my style. Just confidence, Just right? confidence, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I don't care. So what's it like in, in Singapore? Who's, like, what's the racial... Because uh, um, there's all different races. Is are the Chinese? Whenever I travel around Southeast Asia, are you you're Chinese? I'm Chinese. Um, what does it say? Descent? Is that is that the term? <laughs> I think that's accurate. Yeah. Are your parents from China? Uh, or it's like way back. No, I think maybe my grandparents came to Singapore from okay. China. So my parents were born in Singapore. But they they always say that when you travel around Southeast Asia, that like the Chinese people are always the rich people. Oh, yeah, that's true. Is that true? <laughs> Why is that? How'd that happen? I think we're more hardworking. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my Chinese name means needs to be hardworking. Like, that's what my parents named me. So, What's your Chinese name? Di zi. Bi- oh, okay. Di zi. Yeah. Di is need to be. And then zi is part of zi zi bu and which means always working. <laughs> Isn't also nose? It, it also sounds like the word for nose, yeah. yeah. So I was always called nose growing up. Oh, did oh, I apologize. And I was I had a sinus problem, so I was always blowing my nose too. <laughs> and I think I have a big nose, so it just didn't help myself oh my when I was a kid. <laughs> Triple whammy. You really gotta like look at your kid's nose before before you name them, them. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a moral story. But my parents don't speak Chinese, so they didn't even name my name. They like they gave a friend the task of naming their firstborn child her Chinese name. They just get. Do, do you speak Chinese? I do, but they don't. Did you learn in school? I learned in school. How much different is like Singapore from like sh- Shanghai, for instance? Like as far as life and as a city, have you been to Shanghai? Or? Not in a, a decade. I mean, Singapore is just like so much further advanced than everywhere. Oh, still, huh? Um, everywhere else is like catching up now, mm-hmm. but definitely the first time I went to Singapore, two thousand two, it was ridiculously different from everywhere else. Yeah, because China was a developing country for a while. I mean, I don't even know if it still qual- if it qualifies for as a first world country by now. But they call themselves still developing still, because mm. of some loophole. Got I don't it. know what it is. They get money that They way. get something, yeah. Oh, from the IMF. <laughs> they want, yeah, yeah. They want to make sure they're still known as developing. How, I see. How far into the Trump years are we going to become a developing country? Until we go backwards. <laughs> 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 that might be his plan to get us some. Maybe money. it is. It's yeah. If we get down low enough, we'll start getting <laughs> welfare <laughs> aid from Britain. <laughs> IMF. So what's um, <laughs> okay? Before we get to the news, anything? Do you have anything to promote? And then we'll do the news in a minute. Uh, what are your dates for January? We have a bunch of people who listen in Asia. 
dates so are January. Uh, do you know? I mean, for your trip to oh, Asia. Oh, I only have that Bangkok one lined up, and then February first to third in Singapore. I'm going with an American headliner actually, Clayton <laughs> Fletcher. I know the name. Yeah, he'll be he'll be in Australia, so I got him to come over to Singapore as well. February first to third will be our dates. Cool. Where are you gonna be? At uh, the new comedy club in Singapore. Have you heard of this one? Uh, Mary Lion. I don't know. It's the full. It's the first full time comedy club in Singapore. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That, that was cool. the one that I was like, all right, should I submit as headliner? It was a full half hour. I was like, oh, I'll probably have to cut a lot of my American stuff. So now I'll just do feature for now. Yeah, I'll headline cool. next year. Everything's so expensive there. In Singapore? Yeah. No way. It's so cheap there compared to New York. Really? Yeah. I mean, are you dining at the Fullerton? I'm talking like a beer is like $17. No way. Yes. Wow, that's expensive. Oh, maybe it's <laughs> do you not drink? Yeah, you I don't drink beer. Oh, that probably saves money. I do cocktails. Oh, well, that's expensive <laughs> too, right? Yeah, but men pay, so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because a- Asians are still more um, old-fashioned, I think, than Caucasians. Asian men? Asian men, yeah. They're much more... Um, have the values of men should pay on a date, etc. Like a lot of white guys, they, are, they don't the pay whole, on like, dates anymore Dutch in America. I, I More, s- less so nowadays. I mean, I think no, because it's like you got it's you, it's not PC thing. to pay. Not right, P- you're right. I think that's how it was <laughs> in California. Oh my god, this guy, he is like he he just bought some million dollar apartment in San Francisco, and he took me out and he suggested a French restaurant, and he knew I was a comedian. He saw that he saw me getting paid fifty bucks for my one show in <laughs> California. And, and then he made me split the check. I'm like, excuse me. That's really woke. If I know. <laughs> that's what? That's super woke. That's really woke. That's super woke. I'm like, excuse me. If I had to split the check, I'd be like, let's go to Chinatown for some noodles. I assume you suggested a French restaurant because you're taking me on a date. Right. Oh. So Is this like a, a Tinder date, date or something? No, it was actually a guy I met in real life, too. Friend of a friend. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? So even more, like, if it was but a Tinder date, I understand. Like, you, we're both taking the risk, right? We're both assuming the risk. Oh, I would have gone the opposite. I thought. I, I got married like six months before Tinder came out, or I, I started dating my wife, so I have no experience. But I would assume that's more of Tinder, a Tinder. On Tinder, you actually went to like meals. Yeah, <laughs> you thought you just met up. And yeah, like, that's right. You don't <laughs> go straight to meals on Tinder. No, yeah. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe breakfast the next, but yeah, I don't think. So okay, that's interesting. So then the Asian guys, they're still, they're less woke, is what you're <laughs> saying. <laughs> they're more gentlemanly. Yeah. That's the first thing about the woke movement, I really agree with. <laughs> <laughs> I can come around to this. Yeah, I can. this can be all middle. The yeah. pod can get involved in. But, being no, but now that I'm out, I'm married. I don't want. I want guys paying. I pay, I don't want them to have this uh, ki- this advantage over me having more money their lifetime because I'm not paying for drinks and dinners for years. You're right. So. <laughs> and you yeah. know, this is my my thinking because women have spent so much money on being a woman. Like with our, our, our haircuts are more more expensive, yes. our underwear is more expensive, our dry cleaning, our makeup, just our self maintenance, everything. Yeah, right. Whole waxing thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think just to balance it out, to, because we look so good on a date for you, just pay for the fucking. Right. I mean, so I, I agree. I agree we're, we're wearing but a dry clean shirt. Do we get? Does that count as if we remember to wear shoes? I'm, a, I'm with you, socks? but tell it to the feminist movement. I'm not sure <laughs> what they think. Next time you see a guy in the street with a woke pin on his book male bag. feminist. I saw a guy today male, with a, book, a pink ba- book bag. Yeah, and it said and a woke pin, and I was I'm definitely know this guy. He's definitely not paying. No. Mm. So yeah, you avoid yeah. That. So I have to date guys who are fifty, unfortunately. Yeah, or Asian. <laughs> They're less woke. Or Asian. Or Asian. Less, yeah. <laughs> 30-year-old Asian boy. That's there you perfect. go. Yeah, that's <laughs> Jewish good. guys definitely woke up for this, on this idea. <laughs> 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 They're on board. On board. <laughs> Immediately, the male yeah. feminists are coming yes. out. So. All right, sounds good. Let's get to the news. Yeah, sounds good.
So we're back with Joss and Chia. We were just talking about dating. Once the mic turned off, yeah. we started talking about dating in, in China. Um, yeah, so I was saying, you were asking me about dating. I lived there for nine years before I met my wife. And then the last three years I met my wife. But you were saying that you had boyfriends in like high school in yeah. Singapore as a Chinese Singaporean. Is that the term or what's the term? Just Singaporean? Sure, just a Singaporean. Just yeah. Singaporean. But in, the Chinese kids in China did not date. I was saying they didn't date even in college. They're not allowed. Crazy. They were not allowed to date in college. They were not allowed to date in college. They were definitely not in high school because I got there. I taught high school kids my first year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just for some like exercise I was doing like the first day of class, I was like, all right, raise your hand if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And, mm-hmm. and just for like something that I was going to talk to him about oh. and no one raised their hand. And I was like, what's going? What's wrong? Did I get you this? just had a, t- a class full of losers. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, like this whole nerd class? <laughs> like, what happened? And then they were like, oh, like, some of us, we're not allowed to, like, if our teachers, or if any of the princ- school's teacher finds out, like, we'll have to break up or something what? like that. That's yeah. crazy. Our parents wouldn't be happy. What? Because um, they need to focus on their studies? I guess, yeah. <laughs> that was what my excuse was in high school. You focus on I told him that <laughs> that's why. I focus on my studies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Allentown, Pennsylvania was yeah. not allowed. Not allowed. Oh, I was there. You Wait, were, you, you were oh. in our, my local paper, actually. I was? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't your mom send my it mom to you? Said, so she, Before my mom, we even knew who you were. My mom was like, oh, this was, she would be a good guest in your podcast. She read the article. In your, she, we were in the local paper. <laughs> so you yeah. can thank. So we do have an intern, actually. We well, can thank Mrs. Kaplan for. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, for having me as your a guest. PR, your PR uh, representative. Yeah. <laughs> on the morning call. You were like on the front page of the art section or something. Oh, I that's amazing. Yeah. I'm more famous a, than I thought. I was in Allentown, Pennsylvania's front page. That's yes. cool. <laughs> yeah. Once you make it in Allentown, you can make please, it anywhere. Please tell my parents this. They'll be so proud. <laughs> yes. How many lawyers have been on the front page of the Allentown morning, newspaper? Was it the <laughs> morning call? Like defend OG or something. The morning caller? <laughs> morning call, yeah. The morning call. I've made it, Mom and Dad. We were once named the, th- the worst town in America. Like <laughs> really? 300 cities in America ranked by, I think, Money Magazine. And we were named 300. Wow. And Allentown's reaction wasn't to, like, we should maybe make our town better. It was instead to take out an ad campaign against Money Magazine. No way. There was, like, a big billboard on the highway, and it was, like, Time is money, but money isn't time. <laughs> As if, like, it's That's like what time Kazakhstan <laughs> did when the Borat movie <laughs> yes, came out. Really? They like boycotted Borat. Yeah. As opposed to just making Kazakhstan. You're the yeah. Kazakhstan yeah. of America. We also once, that, you know, the Billy Joel song, Allentown? No. I, well, that's our oh main my gosh. thing. But if you listen um, to the lyrics, they're actually pretty depressing. It's like, we're living in Allentown where they're closing all the factories down. Yeah, it's- so they actually once rewrote the lyrics to be much friendlier, and they wanted Billy Joel to come perform it at some like anniversary of our town. And then they got really mad when he just said, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so anyway. All right. Kazakhstan, I have this one friend from Uzbekistan, and his gripe is that everyone knows Uzbekistan as, oh, that that country in Borat. He's like, first of all, wrong country. Oh, that's <laughs> even worse. It's a fictional character. It's <laughs> even worse. <laughs> it's a double If word. you're mistaken for <laughs> a bad country. So then, uh, oh, yeah, so you said you don't date, you didn't date much in, uh, in Singapore. Right? I had... Um, Three boyfriends in Singapore. Oh. Now I know. I'm doing work. It. <laughs> doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, Chinese? All Chinese, yeah. Oh. So they weren't woke enough. They didn't. They paid. They did. The they first paid. one where he didn't pay, I scolded him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, what's wrong with you? How come you're not paying? He's like, oh, I thought you wanted to pay. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like first date. I don't know. Back in my if first date, definitely guy pays. Maybe even first few. Sometimes the, guy, the girl would offer to like, Afterwards, after dinner, to buy a drink the next place you go. Oh yeah, that's the sure. move, the nice move. And you say no, or you say, well, I mean, maybe depending how it's going, maybe you accept. I don't know. No, if but, it's going okay, so if it's going well, you don't accept. If it's not going well, then you accept. If it's not going well, you accept. You're like, I might as well cover. <laughs> <some> <laughs> <my> <laughs> exactly. I might as well get a buzz on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, if yeah. the guy doesn't pay, I assume he's not interested. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, you know, then you want to get your money, but you don't want to spend more money. Because then it's it's more like a meeting. <laughs> then it's like a meeting. Yes, yeah, like business a meeting. Yeah. 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 Do they, and do they like a networking event? Do you think they split networking it where they're like the guys like, well, I'll pay, but you can Venmo me this now. Is that what they do? Or can like, Venmo me? Like, <laughs> do you I'm guys do that? Millennials, how they do Oh this my god. Probably. This sucks all the romance out of it. But yeah, were you paying in China when you were single? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the white guy dominating China, as we were just discussing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Off the air, I think we were talking about that, right? <laughs> has to be paying for it, at least. That would be weird for a Chinese girl to go have a white guy that he makes her pay. She'll be like, why am I going out with you? <laughs> oh, there's a lot of dirtbag white guys out there. Really? What did they do? Like, guys who just were doing nothing here, and so then go there to teach English. Which oh. is how I started. Uh-huh. Not uh-huh. That's not how right. I finished. You didn't go on finished. the That's your growth package. as a you know, I did not go on. There was no swimming pool. <laughs> no, no, no. There was not any package for me. Chauffeur. So you're saying they don't actually have any money? Because they're, they, but they pretend maybe or like no, they don't even pretend. They right. literally just think, as you were saying, off the air. But that like being a white guy in China has like its benefits mm-hmm. of uh, uh, you could probably date a lot. Yeah, or I was whatever. China, why did you settle down in China? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there's a lot of guys who just him, you could they say. just live <laughs> off of that. They just like coast. And so they'll go on dates. Like the girl will be like really dressed up, and then like the, like a Chinese girl, guys and the white guy's wearing like a corn or like limp biscuit sweatshirt <laughs> or something. And because people also live in whatever time it was when they left America. Yeah, mm. I can see that. So Your some guy who is... left in 1999 is going right. to be with like a backwards mesh hat on and a limp biscuit. So if shirt. I move to China, I can bring all my old Oasis gear. I can wear it. And exactly. Like... <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> all right. First news story of the week. <laughs> we keep trying to get We're the news. We're never getting to the news. From Singapore. Oh, yeah. This is from the Singapore, the Straight Times. Are you familiar? Of course, yeah. I wrote so, an op-ed for them. You did? I did. Oh, maybe you wrote this. It's, just like, <laughs> like it's the Gay Times. Uh, I don't know. What is, straight, what's the, the stereotype of the Straight Times? Oh, oh, the only news. I get it. Oh, no, straight was, gay. The oh, straight gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Straight is like the waterway, right? Oh, they give it to yeah. you straight, it means. Oh, no, it's a waterway. S-T-R-A-I-T. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but is this like what is this like the New York Times or like the USA Today? It's like our New York Times, I would say, is the main, is our national newspaper. All the Singapore news fit to print. All right, well, this is a uh, uh, this is from a speech by former President Dr. Tony Tan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you familiar? Yeah, he used to be our education minister, and then he became the president. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Be vigilant <laughs> against foreign entities that use fake news to pit Singaporeans against one another, says former President Tony Tan. So they have fake news. They've seen it in Singapore as well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> fake news. Yeah, we do. Is there a fake news problem going on in Singapore? Hmm. I think it's just that people are using in other countries the uh, using Trump as like a as like a to get out of. Like I saw in Libya, uh, there was like CNN International had a thing on the uh, slavery situation. Okay. And then the the Libyan some Libyan government official was like, "Oh, that's." Fake news. It's yes. CNN. Like they're stealing Trump's bit. He's giving them cover. Exactly. To, like, dictators and everyone's doing. Like... Everyone's doing Trump's material. Yeah. <laughs> they did it in China too. They start like the presidents have started. Saying, the president started saying like fake news. No yeah. way. Everyone. Yeah. How do you say <laughs> fake news in Chinese? Uh, I don't know. How would you say it? <laughs> news is like. Xinwen is news. Fake. Xinwen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake would be. Jia. Uh, jia de Xinwen. Jia de Xinwen. Yeah, jia yeah. Jia yeah. Jia. Yeah. Okay, Jia de Xinwen. <laughs> but they just, I think they even say it in English. So, like, oh, Jing Tian Jiggles is fake news. Rahul. Jing Tian is fake news. Those are fake news. Oh, man. I love how Trump has just completely changed our vernacular. Alternative right. Facts was the first one that came out. They just right. made it to our vernacular and now it's Alter- fake news. Yeah, you're right. Alternative yeah. Facts. And then everyone's like using it as a punchline. Right. But the whole thing, the fake news was like, I think I've said this before, but Norm McDonald used to, that's how he used to start. 
the news on Saturday Night Live in the mm. 90s. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, now the fake news. Right. Like, and so that Trump... was like real fake news. <laughs> yeah, it was actual, actual fake news. Fake. Trump stole it from Trump Norm. Stole it from Norm. Oh, Everybody he stole, stole it from Norm. Norm. Oh, what a hack. If I was, from a good comic. if I was Norm MacDonald, I would be like going around the world saying that to everyone. Yeah. He doesn't seem to mention like, it. Trump well, we get Norm stole pod, my we'll... joke. So what's the fake? What's like, is there two, are there two news? Is there like a CNN and then a, like a Fox News of Singapore? Or is it just actual CNN, CNN Asia? Huh, I mean, there's a, what, what is it? Channel News Asia, CNA. So that's the more regional news outlet. Fake. Uh, <laughs> we don't like them. I love it. And then there's the local te- television station with the Channel 5 News. Total fake. This guy's total, total, fake. total <laughs> fake and more fake. Wrong. Yeah. Terrible ratings. Wrong. Loser. Sad. <laughs> this guy says the spread of fake news and mis- misinformation threatens Singapore's domestic and foreign policy. Um, but he's most—I think he's mostly talking about Facebook. Oh, he's talking about Facebook. Yeah, he's saying that like like the Russians are going into American Facebook. Someone's going into Singaporean. Who, Who would the, that? Who's the enemy? I don't know. Is it China Malaysia? or like Malaysia? Malaysia's too lazy for that. We just ah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they don't have the scene. internet in Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would do a local joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> Next news story. Editing that one out from the <laughs> Daily Mail. All right. Madeline Entine is suing Ohio State University under the Americans with Disabilities Act after the school said she is not allowed to have her service dog living with her in her sorority house. She claims to suffer panic attacks, and the dog Corey calms her down. She says, "I don't. Do you have a service dog? No. What What do you think about service dogs? Do they have them in Singapore? For the blind people, sure. No, but just for like people who like are therapy get, dogs. They get nervous sometimes. The panic attacks. Oh, the emotional support dogs. Exactly. Right? That's uh. what this girl sued her university because they said she's not allowed to have the dog in her sorority house. But the problem is the school." Um, the school made her leave uh, the sor- sorority house because another student in the house is allergic to dogs and claims that the dog aggravates her Crohn's disease. Oh my god! So basically, like everyone battle of the like, all these sensitive white kids. people. Exactly, I mean, like Jesus in a sorority house. I, this is what's going on in sorority houses now. God, everything's falling apart. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, everyone's just like, but I. Everyone's we need getting, to bring back hazing. Yeah, this. I mean, this is what happens when you don't haze pledges anymore. Yes. I was a sorority. Girl. You were yeah. a sorority. Yeah. What were you in? Kappa Alpha Theta. Wow, mm. did you haze? No, actually. Did you? But did some anyone, of the stories did I hear? Did any, was there a competition to see who had the most annoying disease? <laughs> no, girls? no, I was very. I mean, the most we had was anorexia. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and bulimia. That's why guys pay for yeah. dates. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's why. I mean, you want. I guess on one level, you want a sorority girl who's like having panic attacks. <laughs> Wait, why do you want that? <laughs> seems like a good catch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It seems. I mean, she likes dogs. I when mean, I was, like, I like this girl. When I was, I was on the flight back here from Sacramento a couple weeks ago, and there was like, it was like an hour line to go through security, and they, everyone's freaking out, and then they came around with this service dog, to so people could pet it to calm down no about way. being in line. Serious? I swear to you, yeah. Did it work? Did I it bet it worked. Adults? It did. But Everyone chilled out like, immediately. Chilled out. The lady amazing. was like, "We're sorry about the wait. Here's a dog, and it had like a vest on." Uh. And Isn't like, it a bomb sniffing dog or something? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Was there one of the? <laughs> it, it was called. It was like this is our new program called Bark. Like it stood for like, uh, I don't know. I forget what the acronym was, but it was something about like while you're waiting, you can pet it to relax. Oh my god, that's so. Good. What's a genius idea? They probably get so much <laughs> less complaints because of that. 
Yeah. I start. I should make money off pancakes this way. Yes, you should my take dog. your dog. Is this little Maltese Yorkie thing, and oh, she is cute. super cute. And I could take her to sorority anywhere. houses. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 let me bring pancakes to sorority houses. Pancakes. But if I brought her lines, and people are waiting in lines, and they're getting aggravated, pay five dollars and pet my dog. Your wife named pancakes, right? Yes. No self-respecting Jew would name a dog. They didn't name it bacon and pancakes. She's one of those dogs where you obviously I'm I'm you probably it's either a girlfriend or wife must have picked the dog out because <laughs> she's totally. like but she's, she's tiny she's a tiny little thing but she, uh, she she likes to take on pit bulls though she's got a complex she thinks she's a big dog but pimples pitbull she likes to oh, pit bulls. Bulls. is this pit a pimple extracting dog <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, another great billion dollar idea there you go. <laughs> do you uh, are there Jews in Singapore uh, I never met one <laughs> no. I mean it's like the banking capital of the world isn't it yeah, so there's gotta be. I'm sure there's a lot. Yeah, there's gotta be. But I left at 18, so in my school, no. Oh, they come later. They come later. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not a big bar mitzvah scene. They're not there at age 18. So the final decision with this uh, was that the school, the federal judge, oh, they yeah. got a federal judge involved. <laughs> wow. Only a sorority house. <laughs> would, like the parents of, of these sorority money. girls yeah. would pay, would go all the way to the she could live top. off campus. She doesn't have to live in the sorority exactly. house. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They can make rules. But it's, I don't know if the it's school should make the rule. It's not a form of discrimination at all. The sorority house should make the rule, right? I mean... I, I, the judge probably f- sided with the sorority, you know? What do you think? Oh, it's just like... I'll tell you what happened. legal expert. No. So <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah what would, go what, what would you do in this situation? I, I would side with the sorority house because there's no, there's no legal discrimination here. So the federal judge's so ruling we, issued Friday... Um, do wait. That part? A federal <laughs> judge's ruling issued Friday blocks Ohio State University from ordering the dog out of the Chi Omega sorority <laughs> house. Well, but maybe the sorority is okay with it. It's the Ohio State's rules, I guess. No, it's, and the, the the girl with Crohn's disease. Listen, you're going to have Crohn's disease no matter what, whether the dog's there or not, right? Yeah, I don't even know what Crohn's disease is, so <laughs> I can't. So I think it's where gastrointestinal disease. Oh. Exactly, yeah. yeah so. Dude, doctor, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a sorority house dog. Yeah, the house dog. Well, that's, so that's the, the judge the is not dog. letting Kai Omega kick the dog out. Exactly. And the so dog the gets girl to with stay. Crohn's has to just She's gotta go. suffer. <laughs> yes. She's got to go. Exactly. Last story yeah. of the week. <laughs> Back to Singapore. Hmm, I hope I know this. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this is from the Today Online. Do you know that one? Yeah. Is that a what's that? Is that a reputable source or fake news? Uh, it's a smaller newspaper than the Straits Times. Okay, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. No, we'll is, see. Is it MSM? A 54-year-old man who groped a stranger twice, even though she was with her boyfriend, was sentenced to nine months in jail on Tuesday. Wait, that's not a cannibal. I guess he didn't get caned. I would cane him, but Effendi Mohammed Noor committed the offense at Walla Walla Bar. <laughs> do you know that bar? Yeah. You do? I do. It was I in Holland Village. At Holland Village <laughs> in the <laughs> early <laughs> hours of June 10th. Holland Village. So is that a neighborhood? It's a Walla Walla Bar. I'm going to go. Like a party place. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of Australians hang out there, I hear. Straight dudes? Australians. Australians. <laughs> <laughs> straight straight dudes. Dudes. But you sounded really excited when I said that. Straight yeah, dudes. Really straight dudes. I'm in the straight guys. <laughs> Look, talk a lot of football, <laughs> high fives. Yeah. The whole thing. You do some groping. Eat yeah. tacos. <laughs> exactly. So uh, the victim, a 20, uh, 25 years old, who cannot be named due to a gag order, okay, was uh, with her boyfriend on the second floor of the bar watching a live band. Seated behind the couple, the man strode up and placed his hands on the victim's thigh and was shoved away and yelled at. The, cover did, the couple did not pursue the matter, thinking Effendi, the man, was drunk. An hour later or so, he did it again. Mm-hmm. Then so they called the police, and he got nine months in jail. Wow. And now his uh, HBO special is coming well, out next. Uh, nine months for touching her, her legs? Yeah. yeah, in front of her boyfriend, yeah, which is like the headline. I was going to say, if you were with your boyfriend and some guy 
like touched you, right? I think the well, boyfriend just beat him. Yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Break up with his boyfriend for not protecting you. Settle like, it the old-fashioned way. He's super woke and he doesn't believe in <laughs> fighting over your. Uh, he must be Malay. I guarantee yeah. they split the bill at the end of this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's twenty-five. He's a millennial. What self-respecting boyfriend just sees someone do that and then calls the cops? Yeah, especially I mean, unless the guy is much bigger and then you're like, Shit, no, they showed a picture of him. He's like a frail fifty-year-old, fifty-four-year-old. Like oh, you're guy. easy target. You can impress her. You can beat the crap out of some guy. You can do everything. Exactly. You don't have to pay for the meal if you beat the guy up. You get out of it, too. True. I, don't I, know. I guess she wants this guy more than he wants her. Yeah. Maybe. Well, he, sometimes there's a power dynamic in a couple, right? <laughs> exactly. So yeah. the maximum penalty for molestation is two years in jail. So there's no, mm. there's no caning for molestation. Apparently not. No. What is it in America? Do you know? I don't know. For molestation? Oh. Or for like, what Like what would you, like is it fine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know, to go at someone right. in a bar in front of their boyfriend and grab him. I think, that, I think it's what you said, just getting your ass kicked. That's yeah, the penalty, right? I think that's the penalty. Getting Does a bottle. A lot in America? Street justice. I mean, I know it happens in Hollywood all the time, but <laughs> yeah, walk up in the Hollywood bars. But you just walk up to somebody and yeah. That yeah, seems what like would happen? Okay, okay, let's see if you get your butt grabbed in the subway. Yeah. Is there? Is this punishable? I don't even know. If it's, I'm sure it's punishable. I have no idea. Yeah, but I, mean, I can't imagine. You get an expose in the New York Times. Yeah. All right, right. And get a move three picture deal. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I've had my butt grabbed in the subway. <laughs> three oh, picture deal. Yeah, I don't know. It's not. Huh, I'll look nope, it up. Nope. See what's the punishment. That's probably something, but it's probably more like a slap on the wrist. Not nine months jail. It should be nine there, months. Actually, they post it on the subway. It is definitely a f- like, but it's hard because it's really hard to prove on the subway unless you're really, because it's like very easy to. Everyone's all bumped together, right? Yeah. I so mean, you got to be able to guy. prove the person literally did it on purpose, right? Uh, right. Someone has to witness it. Yeah. Because you could easily have an accident on grab, I think. Yeah, and I think you can That's prove it when it's... He's building his defense. I'm trying to get my phone out of my pocket. <laughs> I, mean, I think I had one guy kind of just brush against my shoulder with his body. And I was like... And there was a lot of space around me. So I was like, That's a little weird. And then a girl came out to me and said he did that to me too. I was like, oh, fucker, he's doing to all these girls. And then he did to me a second time and I just punched him. Really? Yeah, that's... so that's a fucking hey, punch. Hey, this guy go. here could I know, loser. He could learn from me. And what did he do when you punched him? <laughs> I punched him and then he walked up and I started giving chase. I didn't even Ooh. know why. I, I started giving chase. I think I was just going to take him down or something in my mind. And then my train came. I was like, oh, shit, well, I'm late for yoga, so I better go. Well, <laughs> you were on the platform? Yoga after, <laughs> I was at, on the platform. How many people were on yoga after punching some guy in the subway? <laughs> I such in New York, right? Say yeah. something, do something, unless I'm late for yoga. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go. See <laughs> something, say something. Not <laughs> see something, do something. But I did something. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. good. Obviously that's better. You're not supposed to punch them, actually. <laughs> this is a report to the police. But also, but. he could be, what if these people are just trying to steal your wallet? Now they go to prison for nine months for growth. You know, well, they shouldn't be stealing wallets either. <laughs> right. It's true. <laughs> 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 this is why I don't get even on. If I see anybody else on the subway train, I just wait for the next car. It's too risky. <laughs> I don't, don't want to wait for an empty. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get. I don't get punched for accidentally bumping into someone. <laughs> Nine months seems very extreme though for touching some lakes. He did it twice though. <laughs> what a, do a picture? He goes back to the scene of the crime. Yeah. Uh, there's a picture. We'll find it. We'll tweet it. Yeah, let's we'll send out his legs. Let's we'll see if uh... it's an old guy. All right, that's the podcast. Joss and Chia, thank you for doing it. You're welcome. Pleasure. Yeah. Very fun. Cap, what should we do? I'm going to get lost and I'm probably not come back. Episode I don't to... 60. Yeah. I'm, I... Tonight. You might never see me again. This is supposed to be this live podcast. I might, you know. Tomorrow night. Yes. Yeah, so Tomorrow it, night. Will, will I show up? Will Kaplan be there? Will he be sober? That's a definite no. Stand Up New York. We'll be there tomorrow night, 8 p.m., November 30th. Get your tickets. We'll see you there. Get lost. Get lost. On a little street in Singapore We'd meet beside
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.